Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, whether you're catching the show uh, live or in archive, again, welcome. Uh, this is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into the show, I am a, uh, a writer and a, uh, a monthly column publisher of a number of books and a navigational consultant. Um, I am uh, My expertise is in astrology and numerology and uh, tarot cards and rune stones and angel cards, a number of different types of oracles that I've worked with for many years. I do private uh, and often sessions here at the home office in Phoenix and also by phone. Uh, if you're interested in any of that uh, information, go to my website at jimventura.com and check out the information on um, how to book a session, uh, whether you're local or, or by phone. It, it can be done. And um, and uh, if you're not already on my mailing list, feel free to email me at venturasage at yahoo.com if you want to get added to the monthly, well, I say monthly, it's more like about nine times a year uh, <laughs> column that I do uh, called Snake Oil. Uh, this is going to be a live column read from my uh, January-February snake oil column. Um, ever so appropriately in the last uh, couple of days, we, we launched into the Chinese New Year of the Year of the Pig. So uh, this particular column uh, is called Pigging Out, and it is basically a bit about um, the Year of the Pig and, and pig people and also the totem of pig. Um, that relates to Druid cultures and some other cultures as well. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to do the, the column read. Uh, in case you haven't already heard the column, I'm going to read that live. Uh, then I'm going to talk a little bit more about it in detail. Uh, typical of, of column read shows, uh, I'm not going to take live calls today. Um, normally we do a 45-minute show. This is probably going to be more like about 35, 40, just because I've got a few things that, that have to be uh, uh, taken care of, and so I'm going to cut a little short, but we still should be able to get through most of the time. And there will be time for um, for live calls today, uh, but uh, you know, check out future shows when I am able to do that. So uh, again, this is actually a new column. Uh, I had written a bit about the pig totem uh, before in, in some other ways, but. Uh, because if you follow my column over the years, but um, because this is a uh, you know a new year uh, and, and the year of the pig, I thought it would be kind of appropriate to go into this in a, in a bit more detail. So let's plunge right in with the live column read. And again, this snake oil is called Pigging Out. I saw a video online of a baby in a high chair eating bacon for the very first time. He takes his first bite parents with the excitement of a new sensation and grateful tears in his eyes. He can't believe how delicious this is. It's very cute and funny. While I don't eat a lot of meat anymore, I've never been able to fully let go and and go full-on vegetarian. I have no plans to at this time either. Like the baby in the video, I love bacon, and while I don't eat it often, I find it to be uh, seriously yummy. In early February of 2019, we begin the year of the pig in, in Chinese astrology. If you were born in the year of the pig, then this year will reinforce both the best and challenging aspects of your personality. If you're not born in the year of the pig, then attributes of this totem animal will still be a notable influence in the world and personally to consider in the coming year ahead. 
In Chinese astrology, animal totems for the specific year you were born have good characteristics and, of course, uh, some potential negative ones. The positive attributes of people born in the year of a pig are accommodating personalities, honest, trusting, educated, sincere, and enjoyment of life, will work hard for what they want, selfless, and, and diligent. The negatives can be sluggishness, naive, self-indulgent, lazy, easy to anger, and materialistic. In Chinese astrology, there are also five elements that influence each animal totem for different years. Those elements are metal, water, wood, fire, and earth. These elements will add another dimension to each animal sign. Uh, so if you are you know, looking up your Chinese astrology sign, you also do want to check out the element because it does uh, color some of that influence as well. Many different cultures have unique beliefs and influences that are attributed to the characteristics of the animals and can be viewed as shared human aspects as well. While they're not always exactly the same, there are far more commonalities and differences. In American culture, American culture, we give children piggy banks to collect money. We refer to men as pigs if they are overtly sexual and uncouth in their approach. When we overindulge at a buffet or a meal, we often call it pigging out. We yell at our kids to clean up this pigsty. Whether these attributes are seen as positive or negative are clearly subjective. A child who is thrifty and saves money is usually seen as a good attribute, but may also be seen as something the young shouldn't be overly concerned with. Men who are pigs can be seen as uncouth and overly aggressive, or that he is really into expressing robust sexual energy. Overeating can be bad for the body, but is often a ritual among friends or family that can act as a bonding agent. We have expressions like when pigs fly, suggesting they are heavy or referring to an unlikely probability. Calling someone a pig can also mean dirty or messy but possibly also being relaxed and not picky. We may not be as conscious of the influence of animal attributes or honor them the same way as other cultures notably do, but they are definitely part of our awareness. In Druid teaching, the pig, or sow, is seen as an animal totem representing generosity, nourishment, and discovery. Pigs can eat certain foods that humans and other animals could not eat without causing them harm. This shows their resiliency. The image of the sow with her large litters represents fertility. The aspects of joy and discovery and excitement outweighing a fear of the unknown or being overly cautious for fear of making a mistake can be seen as an element of wisdom. The excitement of celebrating by eating and drinking with others in an abundant way and enjoying the beauty and splendor of the physical world are elements of the sow at her best. The Druids saw the form of expressing pig energy as one form of many connections to the love of the goddess. Quote, the goddess is generous, giving to all and renewing all. Similar connotations to the empress archetype in the major arcana in the tarot are easy to recognize. There are, of course, negative associations in the Druid tradition as well. If someone is too much of a pig, overindulgence of gluttony can be very unappealing. The expression in Gaelic, when you thought you were on the sow's back, you were beside her in the puddle, expresses this idea. 
another Gaelic saying indicates, as a golden jewel in a pig's snout is a fair woman without sufficiency of understanding. Pignorance means being judgmental of others that they appear to be lacking according to your standards. This attitude is often associated with the wealthy and aristocracy. Judging others only on their physical looks or the way they dress can be seen as a lack of understanding of the subtleties of life. The lines between the negative and the positive can be uh, sometimes be blurry. Pigs are omnivorous. omnivorous. They can eat virtually anything. Well, far from being discriminating, pigs were valued because they could also hunt out hidden treasures and find fungal delicacies in Europe. There's a notable, there's notably a connection in Western astrology, of course, with the pig energy. We see some of these elements in people with planets in Taurus, or second house influences in a Western natal chart. Positive pole of expression of Taurus is I have. Its negative is I indulge. Taurus can be proud of what they've acquired, whether that be material things, security, ethical standards, or anything Taurus values. The ability to be able to relax and enjoy life or shift from a negative viewpoint by simply enjoying the pleasures of the physical world is a form of wisdom. I have a Taurus ascendant, Taurus rising. If I'm emotionally upset, a good nap, cigar, sex, tasty coffee, or food will often fix me. Whether you were born during the year of the pig or not, there are aspects of this for everyone in the year ahead to review. We can relish in the positive aspects of the pig by focusing on the joy of discovery. Seeing the value of generosity and even an occasional indulgence can be exciting and make life all the sweeter. At the same time, we can remember not to overvalue the material aspects of life and to be pig-ignorant or judgmental. Remember to balance the physical with the spiritual to happily thrive in the year of the pig. Okay, so uh, this column was written back in December, and again, I published it in um, in, in, in early January. Um, I think the year of the pig technically started on the 6th of February, uh, or within a day or two of that particular range. Uh, usually with, with Chinese astrology, it's late January, early February when the, when the new year begins according to their calendars. So we are, uh, you know, as of, as of things now, we are definitely in the year of the pig. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about that with a with little bit of time that we have. Um, again, if you were born in the year of the pig, and, and you can check you know that out online and, and find out what year you were born and what animal totem. Um, you know, uh, again, like like I had mentioned in the piece, there is an excitement and an enthusiasm you know connected w- with pig in that sense, and uh, obviously there's some some real p- uh, positive attributes attributes to that. You know, on the other end, um, you know, again, like I also had talked about in the piece, there are elements of, of, of the negative that can certainly surface in, in the pig as well, too. You know, and this is, the, this is the case with all, uh, all the signs in, in both Chinese astrology and uh, Western astrology and I'm sure probably every other form of astrology. There is something to be said for, again, what we call the positive and negative poles. Uh, and, and, and one of the reasons why there's value in astrology um, is, is to be able to identify the difference between a positive and negative pole. Now, often people, you know, I notice this, um, you know, I've used the expression before of hugging your cactus. 
there's a tendency sometimes for people to cling to the negative without really ultimately realizing that it's negative. Uh, you know, uh, people that are stubborn, as an example, can be can be devoted and can be loyal and can be consistent and consistent and, and know how to stay on track. On the other end, you know, if you're holding on to a track that isn't uh, beneficial for you anymore or causing you damage uh, because of a deep-seated fear of change, which is really often what stubbornness is actually about, um, then, then, you know, that in essence can be, can be a detrimental thing. Uh, so, you know, we, we can see that with, with the, the Torian element that comes into play in, in Western astrology, which is, is why I made that link. Uh, Tauruses can be, you know, indulgently simplistic in, in a positive way. You know, I, I, you know, mentioned this in the piece, and you know, I've always been kind of funny that way. You know, my my sun sign is Sagittarius, but uh, I am I am Taurus rising, so I, I do have this weird capacity to get satiated in a way that other people might not find as effortless. So if I'm emotionally upset or sad or uncomfortable or fearful which, you know, the older I get doesn't happen as often. Um, you know, I, I make a cup of tea, I, you know, I have a cup of coffee, I have a couple of cookies, I have a really, really good nap, um, you know, without sounding gross, a good male, good bowel movement, or, you know, or, or anything else that, that feels good and, and healthy in a physical, tangible sense, um, can, you know, kind of be surprisingly satiating. Uh, I always think it's one of the Torian elements that that is is is, uh, is very appealing. Uh, that simplicity in a good sense, where you enjoy life, uh, you have a really good meal, you you know you have a great conversation, you acquire something that matters to you, uh, and, and you feel good. The negative, both with the pig and, and also with the you know the Torian element, is indulgence, a tendency to get heavy-handed, to overdo things that you like at one level or another. Um, you know, I recently, you know, a very personal level, I'll probably talk about this in a, in a future column, um, you know, had some issues with uh, some digestion issues that came up a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it was difficult. Um, I had gotten indulgent, uh, drinking too much coffee and, and getting a little heavy-handed with red meat, something I don't eat that much of, and a number of other physical factors combined with some emotional things that have been really, really tough that are going on with, with some issues with my mother being ill and, and her final stages of life and some family stuff and some issues with uh, an idiotic legal thing that, that was frustrating. And so all these things kind of combined together in a way and it, it caused me to have some really uncomfortable digestive issues that turned out to be um, uh, diverticulitis, which is interesting. My father had that as well. And uh, I mean, the good news is I survived it. I'm, you know, I'm getting better. I used uh, a number of different treatments, you know, say acupuncture and herbs and and uh, change in diet, and it's improving rapidly. And um, I, I can joke about this now, even though when I went through it, it was rough water, to put it mildly, because uh, I was feverish and questioning what it was, and it was painful, and. Um, you know, I lost uh, 16 pounds in a span of a month. Uh, you know, my goal was to lose about 10, 12 pounds by the summer, and I surpassed that. Uh, so here's the kind of focus on the positive. I, I didn't want to lose the weight. I don't recommend it as a great weight loss plan, by the way, uh, to go through that level of pain and discomfort. Um, I, I always joke about that, too. It's like when you get the flu, 
it's horrible and you're at the peak of it if it's really bad and you know where you let you know you like you love someone they blew your brains out and, you know during the peak of it when you're just dying but there is the weight loss part that you know most of us get when we have some type of a fever and um, at least you know some good can come out of the negative you know and often there's a body flush that can happen you know with the flu I, I think you know the older I get the more um, I'm recognizing that you do have to go through, you know, occasional short fasting here and there and, and, and different cleanses for kidney and liver and things of that nature. You know, one of the things I always sort of laughed about when I was younger is it was listening to old people talking about getting their brand and their uh, their roughage. And, you know, when you're 20 years old and you roll your eyes listening to all these old people talking about gross bowel things and, and then you get in your 50s and you understand why they talk about those things. <laughs> you kind of got to be a little bit more, you know, smarter about, you know, what you put into your body and, uh, and, and, and you know, and, and how, you, how you keep it clean and clear. And the good news is, you know, again, like, you know, I'll talk about this, like I said, when I write this column in the near future in more detail. Um, you know, I, I got through the crisis. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, healthier again. And it is. It's, it's causing me to be a lot less indulgent. I have to be a little bit more aware of what I eat, uh, not even a little bit, a lot more aware of what I eat and things like that. And, and while that's a little frustrating, you know, at the other level, I'm you know, grateful that it was not a debilitating disease in the long run that, that can't be, you know, recovered from. But I mentioned this to a friend of mine about this topic. I think, you know, what I humorously call the old soul thing is you go through something difficult, it wakes you up, and then you have the potential to get rid of it. Uh, you know, I've had a, had a few health issues along the way in my life, not a ton, but, um, you know, most of the things I've, I've learned how to cure uh, and not been a permanent thing for my life. You know, uh, I had a buddy of mine years ago that went through Hodgkin's lymphoma and cancer, and that was a very rough ordeal 10, 12 years ago when he went through that, but he's been in remission for 12 years and, and healthy and strong. He learned, he healed, he, he, he moved forward. So, uh, again, I humorously call that sort of the old soul advantage to some extent. Um, you know, it's the, there are brilliant things within modern medicine, clearly to consider, but um, some of the old school stuff with herbs and, and, and acupuncture and, and, and other forms of healing um, can also be looking at permanent solutions, and that's key. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, you know, gonna be a little less uh, indulgent uh, for a little bit, but you know, one of the things that, you know, bringing this back around to the pig, you know, as a totem, um, and, and why, I mean, I kind of have this theory about that as well, too, with, with you know, uh, listen, unless you're a really hardcore vegan or vegetarian, and if you are, good for you, what a great, you know, spiritual uh, place to be. Um, but, you know, if you're like the brunt of us and, and do eat meat to some extent, you got to kind of admit a lot of delicious things come from a pig. Uh, you know, bacon and pork and ham and, you know, I mean, it would be hard to not recognize as a meat eater the, you know, quote-unquote deliciousness. You know, and the funny thing about it is, you know, pigs can eat a lot of crap, yet they produce this kind of radically sort of delicious meat. That's why I, I you know, I was laughing when I saw the baby eating bacon for the first time and you know, in actual tears in a child's eyes, and he's looking up at his parents like, are you kidding me? This is for real? <laughs> you know? So anyway, he's gone to like a pork barbecue or, or something like that. You know, listen, again, I wish I 
ate a lot less meat um, from a spiritual perspective, but from a physical one, I, I do like it. So I, I try to eat free range and, and more organic meats, and I and I don't eat a lot of it. You know, much of my diet does involve fruits and vegetables and 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 cheese and things that are you know not necessarily animal products. I just still have some of that you know in play, but there is um, you know an element to the pig. You know, as I had, had mentioned it again in the piece, there's so many references that we make to pigs that, uh, you know, it's funny when you kind of analyze it because if you begin to study Druid teachings or the philosophies of, of other cultures that looked at the idea of animal totems and, and what they represent, um, you know, we do that again here in America, you know, in, in terms of our, 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 our the way we phrase things and, and the way we say things. Uh, in that sense, is there's many references to pig that are negative and, you know, and, and of course, positive um, as well, too, again, dependent on how you view it and, and how you necessarily see it. You know, the feeling of, you know, going to a buffet and being grossly full, you know, or after Thanksgiving or, or something like that can feel like an overindulgence in the body and it isn't usually healthy in the long run to push the body in that way. But listen to connecting with family and cooking together and eating and, Sharing that way is a piggish thing, you know, in in in, in a positive sense as well. That 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 can have impact for you know how some family and friends can glue together, you know, in, in some capacity. You know, even one of the things that uh, anyone who's familiar with some of my writing, um, I've written a number of metaphysical books, and obviously I've written you know over 120 metaphysical columns so far since I've been doing the column, the snake oil column, since back in 2003. But I've also written a book called uh, The Wise Guy's Guide to Gambling. And I talk about the fact that I am a, uh, you know, a practice gambler. Uh, I go to Vegas every two months for a couple of days, and, and about once a week I go to a local casino, and, and, and I'm a mathematician. So I have an advantage a lot of people don't have when it comes to gambling. I, I'm not going to BS anybody and say that I win in the long run, but what I do uh, from from that that dynamic of study is the cost of everything is radically lower than it is for other people. I went to Vegas uh, six times for three, uh, four-day, three-night trips, and my entire cost for the room and, and gambling and food and spa visits and, and uh, travel costs and everything, I, I averaged $75 a day for each trip. So, you know, a three-day trip, uh, you know, ran me, uh, you know, about 225 you know, 250 or so. Um, that's pretty staggering considering what I'm getting. And my local trips ran me a total of, like, I think it was $28 for my local trips. Often those include a free hotel room or free food and, hours of gambling. And, and it's just because, again, I have a mathematical advantage. You know, I can I can play blackjack correctly and minimize the house advantage. I get a lot of compacts, and my, a lot of my play is video poker. I know how to play correctly. So, listen, that's an element of indulgence. Um, I smoke cigars. I have a nice coffee. I, you know what I mean? Like, I enjoy that process. And to many people, that would look like a very indulgent thing. And they'd be correct. It is indulgence, but you know, gambling for me is not, an, you know, it's long since past that phase of sort of addiction. You know, I take a certain bankroll with me, and I that's what I play. If I lose that bankroll, I go home. I don't, you know what I mean, I don't run to the ATM. I'm not 
you know, putting my home at risk or anything like that. It's you know, it's a calculated decision. And when we go to uh, when we go to the uh, movies and and to dinner and a movie and a bar for drinks and, and we drop a hundred you know twenty bucks or hundred fifty bucks or more or less in that range, uh, we don't expect to get the money back. You know, for me, one out of four times I uh, I, I break even. Uh, two times I might lose, and then one time I win and take back more than I started with. Again, interestingly enough, that's not likely to be the case with things other than gambling. And, and listen, I don't recommend most people gamble. I think most people don't have the capacity to uh, to do that in a way that isn't uh, indulgence that could lead to dysfunction. I mean, I think most people don't have that, that particular dynamic. For me, I, there's a lot of Virgo in my chart, so I, I do it more methodically. But again, I still play out that indulgent part. And I'm bringing this up because I think we all have areas where we're indulgent. You, you People might you know, get annoyed at you because you go to Starbucks every day and order a $6 coffee, or that you want to have really nice shoes or get a new handbag or you buy a new car every few years. Again, but the, the rights and wrongs of that are largely subjective. You, uh, you, we have things that we're going to be, again, a little indulgent on, which for us will make sense and to other, another person might be considered completely crazy. You know, I know people that go out two or three times a week to dinner, and you know, that's not something I do. Um, to me, that's a lot of money for, for food. I like cooking at home. I do enjoy a good restaurant visit, but I don't have that level of indulgence. But yet at the same time, I would not question that some people, that is where their joy comes from. Again, you can buy coffee at home and it would be cheaper, but you, know, you may like the idea of, of Starbucks. You may not mind spending that extra money. It may be part of a social exchange for you, contributing to that business and, and, and that as well because you love it. So I think unless you tilt into the kind of negative things where it's damaging your life in some capacity, um, there is a certain amount of, of value in, in indulgence. We, we, you know, we a life without, you know, some type of of excitement and enthusiasm. You know, to me, I don't know if that's really, really necessarily a life. In that sense, we can be, you know, overly conservative in a way that can be, um, you know, block of the enjoyment of the, the physicality of life. So that's a big part of what that the pig energy brings up for people, specifically people born in the year of the pig. But for all of us, you know, this is the year of the pig. We're going to be looking at the excitement of the new, of discovery, of that enthusiasm, the energy of the pig in a generous, positive, you know, optimistic way and the other side is we're going to see some real pig ignorance this year, both possibly in ourselves and in the world around us. We may have to look at where we are you know, overindulgent in a way that, that can cause problem or that we um, are being a pig, like I talked about the piece about pig ignorance, where we're judgmental at, at one level or another about other people when not really being empathic enough to walk in their shoes and understand that, you know, there are subtleties of life uh, at one level or another. Uh, we, we, like I said, we can, we could be, you know, very, very judgmental of other people. You know, I always remember, um, I'll use this as a perfect example, you know, back in 2008, 2007, when the big controversy of gay marriage was going back and forth in terms of voting rights. And, you know, a lot of people were cool with it. A lot of people were, you know, were from, from that perspective of that it was bad or it was wrong and, 
God, you know, meant it for marriage between a man and a woman and all those other things. And again, for most of the people that focused on that, that negative dynamic, whether that sprang from religion or, or, or other factors in their lives, what the, the missing components were, to me, were ultimately two things. One, it was a lack of empathy in that you, you know, the idea that saying just because only maybe 5 6% of the population does something, it clearly must be evil or bad, of course, is ludicrous. Uh, diversity is part of the physical experience for multiple reasons. And also, you know, for a lot of people, they just simply didn't have gay friends or, or gay family members anyway. You know, and then, you know, eventually they, they do, and, and then they realize, you know, hey, you know, I mean, I don't really understand what I was thinking in the first place, that I was so negative about it. Probably from a practical level, it's been legal for a couple of years now, and obviously the world didn't collapse as planned from the more religious extremists, and, you know, obviously life goes on, and just more people are able to get married, and good, congratulations, and, you know, everybody has the same opportunity. That, again, would be a great example of peg ignorance at one level or another. It's, it's an ignorance. It's, it's a judgmental posture that your perspective is right and everyone else is wrong. And, and listen, there are areas in life where some of that can hold true in a practical sense. I mean, judging killers and people who are, are out and out abusive to others is a legitimate judgment from the perspective of, of rights and wrongs within society. But the subjective of what other people do in terms of their emotional bodies and relationships and things of that nature is, is purely, again, more of a judgmental thing, simply because you can't identify with it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad or it's wrong. So I think that's something we all have to look at. So, you know, at a personal level, a lot of what the Year of the Pig is asking us is to look at what brings us excitement, enthusiasm, uh, what we how we can be generous in the world, how we can enjoy life. So this can be a good year for that. You know, on the flip side, um, this can be a year to look at our own pig ignorance. Where, where do we, you know, where are we judgmental of others? Where are we, you know, ignorant in that sense because we, you know, we have a high bar in terms of what we feel to be right or wrong. It could also be a year to ask us to look at, at, at where we're, again, indulgent in a good way or indulgent in a negative way. Uh, if you're, you know, if you, you like buying, uh, you know, expensive shoes or you need a new car every two or three years, again, in one way, way good for you. That may be something you're willing to do. But if it, you're having trouble paying your bills and you're in debt because of an obsession with having a new car or, you know, a new handbag or, or you know, anything else that we might be indulgent in, then, you know, then there's a line to walk uh, with that. So these are some of the themes that we're going to see at a personal level this year. Obviously, also, you're going to see a lot of this type of theme surface uh, both um, societally and politically. Uh, I think there's going to be some, you know, already if you look at the, you know, the, the potential looming 2020 election, uh, depending on what your political affiliations are, um, you have to recognize already that there's a ton of, of, of Democrats that are jumping into the ring to run against, potentially against Donald Trump in, in 2020. Um, and uh, I, I think some of them are, are actually good. I'm, I'm an independent politically, but uh, in the last couple of years, I've definitely probably leaned a little more Democrat, not, not really been thrilled with what I've seen in terms of uh, Republican behavior in the last couple of years. I how long for the day of the old school Republican, in all honesty, this has been a little cuckoo for me. Um, 
but uh, you know, so there's the, the the enthusiasm of the possibility and, and all these people running. So you've got this smorgasbord of 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 people eager to to press forward, and, and you know, and there can be a positive to that. You know, on the other end, you can see tons of stuff surfacing in the news relating already to uh, people acting like pigs in a negative sense. It's all kinds of controversy in Virginia now about people who you know, did blackface back in the 80s and their yearbook and, and, and sexual assaults and all kinds of things surfacing. Again, some of the, you know, the pig ignorant stuff in a negative sense coming to, to light. So I, I can pretty much guarantee there's going to be a lot more of this theme coming up this year, you know, both in, in a positive sense and in, in terms of a negative sense. So I think that people who tilt too far with the pig energy and the negative are going to get pummeled in, in the coming year, and, and there'll be backlash for that. I think on the flip side, um, the good aspects of the pig, of, of enthusiasm and generosity and, and excitement and, and loving life, I think um, have the potential to really transform a lot of people who might have been shut down or closed off from, from the value. Of, of enjoying life. Uh, so again, like everything, there's kind of a line that we sort of dance in the middle, uh, you know, between all of the uh, all of these different elements. Uh, so we, we, we can find a way to navigate between those two worlds. Uh, you know, that's always the key. This is why, like I said, as an astrologer, I, I highly recommend people understand their signs, the prominent signs in their chart in terms of the positive and negatives. And in terms of looking at animal totem, you know, you don't have to be born in the year of the pig to understand pig energy. You can take it on. You know, in some ways, uh, we do that to some extent. We ingest an animal and eat it. Uh, but the good news for all my listeners who are having a stroke and are vegetarians or, or vegans, the idea of saying that out loud, that you don't have to eat an animal to absorb its energy. You don't think eat an animal, kill it at all. You can you can focus on the energy of the animal. You can bring it into play. You know, um, uh, people who want to uh, commit a relationship or or to experience loyalty in a relationship can gain a lot by taking in the energy of a dog. Again, you know, to eat the dog, and I would highly recommend not doing that, both at every level of society and imaginably. But um, but there is an element of of getting a dog or being around them more or having a dog statue in a way or asking for the spirit of dogs to enter you so you understand that loyalty, that connectedness. Uh, that's a big part of, of what animal totems were about. You know, in other cultures, they danced in animal skins and ceremonially and they wore masks and things of that nature. That's what they were doing, guys. That's what they were doing. They were invoking the energy of those animals that way. It was part of a ritualized thing. So we can look at it and think it's, you know, crazy, but in essence, it, none of it w was necessarily crazy. We, you know, we people go to pig roasts. Uh, you see this in Hawaii and other places where this was prominent. There was a sort of celebratory energy connected with it, you know, at, at one level or another. Um, you know, even the, you know, when we ingest honey, uh, we're taking the energy of bee and what that represents. So there are all kinds of different totems. Um, that we, we can bring in as individuals, just certainly this year is going to be geared a lot toward pig energy, um, whether we're conscious of it or not. Again, remembering both the positive and negatives, and, and there can be a little bit of a, 
it'll maneuver line to to watch that that watch that line. Uh, you know, the whole thing about pig ignorance is we want to be uh, discerning uh, in terms of where we put our energy and our focus, but we also don't want to become so discerning that we become, you know, judgmental again, where uh, the word pig ignorance, you know, comes into play. Uh, you know, we we can see that really, really clearly. You know, uh, when I years ago when I was a waiter and I worked in a French restaurant, I developed a higher aesthetic perception of food and wine and cognacs and things of that nature. It made me much more knowledgeable and a much more of a connoisseur of the, the better things of life. On the flip side, you know, I, after being there for a couple of years, I did kind of get a little arrogant in a way about things that, you know, looking back on it, um, I got a little pig ignorant in, in some respects, and uh, and that was uh, eye-opening for me. You know, when I left, it to realize how how kind of almost judgmental I had gotten. So again, reinforcing the idea of the line. But yeah, this is the year of the pig. So look at the things that can bring you new joy and new discovery, and open your eyes. Like the baby, you're eating bacon for the first time. Um, there is some potential ahead for some real exciting things in your life as you open up to the new. And then, you know, on the flip side, look at the people that are, you know, pigs in the, in the negative sense as well, too, and understand that there's going to be, you know, some repercussion for how far this is taken. So um, that's kind of the feel that we get for the year of the pig ahead. Okay, that said, looks like we're going to have to complete our show here. Uh, I'm going to cut my 45-minute show a little short by about five minutes or so. Uh, if you're not already um, getting my monthly newsletter, Email me at venturesage at yahoo.com. Uh, service is free and it's blind copied, so no one ever gets your email address from me. It's a protected thing um, uh, for, for multiple reasons. And you, you also, of course, will not get a spoof of advertising from me because, again, I say this with love. You're lucky you're going to get to call me eight or nine times a year. It's a lot of work for me to do this. So um, I don't send out all kinds of added stuff. It's at it's best once a month. Um, but uh, and if you're interested in any of the services that I offer or any of the books, my books are available on Amazon, uh, or you can get them directly through me if you're here in office or order them. But again, uh, most of my books you should be able to find on Amazon, except for the book about gambling. That one you have to contact me directly to get. I only have an, uh, an online version of it that you can read, and it's only seven bucks, so that one's pretty cheap anyway, but valuable in learning some of the gambling techniques. But um, Again, interested in any session information, go to my website. It's oldjimventura.com. So, hey, guys, thanks for joining me today. Um, we are continuing our monthly uh, uh, metaphysical prosperity discussion classes. You can catch some of the back ones here on Blog Talk Radio as well, too. We've done three of them so far. We'll do another one in March about expanding your creativity in terms of creating more prosperity. I meet up with the group and we discuss that. We do a show once a month and, and talk about it uh, live, and you get to join the discussion by listening in. So those are some of the other shows that I do. And, and again, I will likely be back here for another column read uh, probably in, in early March as well. So thanks for joining me today. Happy uh, New Year of the Pig, and I wish everybody the best. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Cheers. <laughs>